Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Nobody does a letdown, disappointing, frustrating win like the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's your Yahoo Sports Canada daily podcast for Wednesday, November 6th. But first, sports. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. It's hump day. This Toronto Raptors basketball back on the court tonight against the Sacramento Kings. But first, the other tenants of the Scotiabank Arena welcomed the other California team named the Kings into the building Last night, it was the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Los Angeles Kings on Tuesday, and it was it was exactly what continues to happen to the Maple Leafs this season, and at the risk of being mean to the LA Kings, before we go any further, the Kings are bad. Their goaltending has been bad. Their special teams have been the worst in the league. The defense has been bad. The scoring has been bad. The depth has been bad. It's been a bad year. For the LA Kings and the Maple Leafs seemingly spent most of the first 55 minutes of this game last night playing at or near the level of the Los Angeles Kings. And for fans and analysts and talking heads on TV, it was another very frustrating game where fingers got pointed at Austin Matthews and William Nylander and Mitch Marner and anyone who was at the near the top of the payroll until the final five minutes. Then, with the clock ticking, Matthew scores the game winner, and he immediately assists on a beauty for William Nylander 30 seconds later, and bing, boom. Leafs win 3-1, never in doubt. If I could relate that back to a very personal anecdote. The Maple Leafs played this game like the kid who goes into the final exam, and they know exactly what mark they need to pass the class. So they aim for that mark and nothing more. Like, uh, let's see, I need a 30 to pass. So I'll do the multiple choice and I'll do the true and false and I'll do some short answers and then I'll just skip the essay section because that should be more than enough to get me through. And yes, you passed the class, but you can't help wondering, you know, maybe you could have got a scholarship if you'd applied yourself and gone a little further. Maybe the Maple Leafs, if they had applied themselves the whole game, Get a blowout win here. The Leafs, for all intents and purposes, with John Tavares back and the defense at full strength, should beat the Kings by a lot and really never leave things in doubt. Justin Cuthbert, our very own Maple Leafs lead, joins me now from inside the Scotiabank Arena postgame. Cuth, Mike Babcock called this a beautiful game for the Maple Leafs. Would you agree with that assessment? Uh, far from a Picasso, Zoobs. That was uh, one that I will try to be erasing from my memory as soon as possible, I, I feel like. Um, but I sort of understand where Mike Babcock's coming from. Uh, he wants them to learn lessons. Lessons are great when you learn, when you get two points along with them. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, they sort of, they ran into a team that played a really, you know, 
diligent defensive structure, didn't, you know, force the issue offensively at all, laid back and, and tried to beat them with a sort of rope-a-dope style. Uh, it, it looked like it could potentially work for a lot of that. Um, but they sort of shut down the Maple Leafs offense like that. And, uh, and the fact that they were able to be patient and not force it and eventually find the, find the breakthrough with those two goals uh, scored 30 seconds apart by Matthews and Nylander, uh, that was sort of a delight or it, it made uh, Babcock quite happy because uh, they, they were able to not only learn a lesson, uh, but profit off a, a win as well. Now, an excellent job there of giving the Kings some credit for this one because most of the discourse online after this game and after the Flyers game as well, that the Maple Leafs are sort of playing down to their competition. People are viewing these as games that they should be winning fairly handily. Where do you land on sort of that assessment of their recent play? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they've they played particularly well of late. I mean, I think we've s seen them sort of a little bit muted, right? It's it's not quite the offensive attack that we've come to expect. I think there's other factors in play there. I mean, John Tavares obviously not playing in Philly against a pretty good Philly team. I don't want to discredit them too much, but uh, you're right. This is not a the Los Angeles Kings are just frankly not that good and they and they shouldn't be giving uh the Maple Leafs too many fits uh but there's some moving parts Tavares didn't look up to speed um and there's still some guys sort of sort of fine in their way and and really the Kings didn't I don't want to give them too much credit because I don't think that team should not be looking to play much offense but uh it was quite clear that the that the mandate was to not get embarrassed tonight and to just play really strong structural defense and, and sort of bog down the neutral zone. And, and uh, when you prioritize that, it's, it's a little bit easier to, and you don't, and you don't prioritize the offensive end. It's a little bit easier to be successful against a team that has so much offense as the Leafs do. So uh, I don't want to give them, I, I don't want to give the Kings too much credit because Again, it's not uh, it's not the way to win hockey games, or at least win hockey games over a long period of time. Uh, but it was a little bit successful tonight, and and I just don't think I don't think the Leafs played down to their competition. But uh, it just took a while to break through uh, a, what was a pretty uh, diligent defensive effort. Aside from Matthews with two points and Nylander's goal, Alex Kerfoot got hit pretty hard in the first period, missed part of that period, but came back and scored the game tying goal. What do you make of, of him tonight and basically on his season? as a whole for what he's been asked to do. Yeah, I don't think it's been this uh, sensational start for him, but five goals is quietly quite good. Obviously a big one tonight getting uh, sort of, I think, staving off what could have been maybe an ugly scene if the if the Leafs were down one nothing after two periods and uh, had given the fans the opportunity to maybe send them into the dressing room uh, and show their displeasure. But uh, I think uh, actually Babcock sort of set the bar really, really high for them today. He said, uh, that they could have an incredible third line with uh, Kerfoot and Mikheyev and Kapanen once they all get settled. Uh, a big thing to this point is how they haven't been able to sort of find their rhythm, find chemistry, because uh, Babcock has had to move the parts around so much to uh, to offset the injuries to Zach Hyman, John Tavares, and so on and so forth. So uh, I think he's pretty pleased with what Kerfoot has done. I don't think it's been... Uh, I don't think it's been sensational by any means, but I think he's going to grow into that role, and uh, I think he's in a position to be a really effective player once once they do get settled. I think Babcock's right. I think that could be a really quality third line. Now, we've seen, obviously, Zach Hyman still missing from the forward line, but the defensive pairings pretty much at full power, and Travis Dermott, somebody that is you know, making his way back into the line. I've just played a couple of games. How has he looked to you? And do you think there's a chance that his role gets increased? Maybe he gets bumped up with a different pairing sometime in the near future? 
Not anytime soon, no. I think I think this is another really positive step for him. I think he does things that other players on this roster just can't do. I mean, the twists, the turns, the head and body fakes, his ability to elude and sort of frustrate four checkers is really second to none on this team. And we saw a lot of that today, uh, especially in the early on. I think, honestly, his play was the only thing that was really exciting from the first two periods, uh, if I'm being honest. But again, uh, there was some there was some scoring and chances against. There wasn't many for the Kings tonight, but a lot of them did come when uh, Dermott was on the ice. But I think he's going to be, I mean, he's really good friends with Justin Hall. He couldn't be happier to see him sort of grow into that third pairing role. So I think they're going to form a really, uh, really solid third pair that can sort of feast on sheltered minutes when he does get into a rhythm. But I think the sky's the limit for Travis Dermott. Uh, but it might just not be just quite yet because I think uh, Babcock is really going to slow play this. But we're going to see more and more of an impact for him as he gets more and more comfortable. And I think we saw uh, many, many glimpses actually tonight uh, from him. The Maple Leafs have tonight off and they are back at it on Thursday. They take on the Philadelphia Flyers in Philly. There were 11 games around the NHL last night. Probably the weirdest thing that happened, I think, was the Montreal Canadiens fans gave Zdeno Chara of the Boston Bruins like a full-on standing ovation for his 1500th career game. And yeah, that's classy. And the Canadian fans, very classy. But also extremely unexpected. Chara has been public enemy number one in Montreal for a long time, going all the way back at the time that he, like, brutalized Max Pacioretty into the stanchion at the end of the benches. That was a hit so bad that they had to redesign the structure of how the benches get built around the league. Nevertheless, standing O for Chara, bygones, officially bygones, for one night at least as well. Sort of weird. The New York Islanders beat the Ottawa Senators last night. Not a big deal. Not weird to beat the Senators, but... That makes 10 straight wins for the Islanders. 10 straight. It's only November. They won 10 straight games already. Uh, they got written off, I think, a little bit to start the year as a one-year wonder Cinderella team last season. The Islanders appear to pick up right where they left off, and they are plowing ahead with looks like another incredible overachieving year so far. Just two games on the NHL schedule tonight. The Red Wings are in MSG to face the Rangers and the Blues take on the surprising Pacific Division leaders, the Edmonton Oilers. The Toronto Raptors, as I said off the top of the show, back at it tonight. They host the Kings as well, the Sacramento Kings, that is. The talk at yesterday's practice was about Pascal Siakam and the foul trouble he seems to be finding himself in this season. He's fouled out of a couple games already, and he's been in foul trouble early on in more than one other game. Nick Nurse, who really has shown no hesitation this year to speak his mind, which is awesome. I love sassy calling guys out Nick Nurse. He laid it on the line like this. Josh, he hasn't been very smart, if you want me to be honest with you. Most of those have been fouls, and they're touch fouls that they're not calling on everybody, and they're not calling every trip up and down. But if you go back and by the leather of like all, they say, hey, he's got two hands on him. So he's got to take the two hands off him. And um, that's that's what we're working on. Just we're, we're pouring over the film. We're showing him, you know, just a little bit, and and that's that's okay. I mean, it's something he can change quickly. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting him to change it tomorrow night. I don't know, Josh, that I remember him being like this, right? So I'm not sure why he's doing it now, and I don't know if it has anything to do with anything other than he needs to, <laughs> needs to knock it off, right? Just needs to knock it off. And and uh, again, I don't remember him 
being a foul-prone guy at all, right? All for some reason, all of a sudden, he's 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 picking up too early in games, and and uh, again, like most of them are are silly, and and he's not. It's not like he's being put in difficult situations. A lot of them are 30 feet from the basket, and or 20 feet from the basket, and he's just got his hands on him. He's got to he's got to adjust. I love Nick Nurse, man. And to take it back once again to me in school, uh, he's just not that smart lately. <laughs> I heard that a lot. Uh, what a great clip. Siakam, he's averaging career highs with 26 points a game, eight and a half boards a game. He's attempting five and a half threes and making 42% of them. He's also, here's the big thing, averaging four and a half fouls per game, the exact point Nick Nurse is making here because otherwise, oh, that's an unreal series of numbers in Pascal's favor. The Kings, speaking of numbers, not so good. On the other hand, they are having a harsh time out of the gate, but they've won two in a row. Uh, they got dubs over the Utah Jazz last week, and they beat the Knicks, which still counts as an NBA win on Sunday. The Raptors, of course, have not played since Saturday when they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks, coming up just short in their little comeback there. Tip-off for that one from the Scotiabank Arena, scheduled for 7.30 Eastern time this evening. Elsewhere in hoops, Last night, LeBron James had his third straight triple-double. He put up 30, 11, and 10 in the Lakers' win over the Chicago Bulls. The Lakers 6-1, and one, looking scary out of the gate this season. There are nine games on the NBA schedule this evening. Another heavy night in the NBA. The, the marquee game, I think, there. Bucks versus Clippers is the late one, even though it looks like Kawhi Leonard will not play in that one due to load management. Yes, load management. So... Lots to talk about and enjoy this evening in sports, which means, of course, lots to talk about on this show tomorrow morning. And you can count on the fact that, as always, I'll be right here tomorrow morning on But First Sports to talk to you about it. But until then, this podcast is over for another day. Have yourself a great Wednesday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.